And welcome back. This is episode 10, First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast. Uh, today's Joe Prater and Brother Clay, uh, as he gets ready to share the word. We've been sharing in Nehemiah. Uh, we've been uh, doing the work before the work and then building a wall, building our our legacy, as, as the title of the series is. And uh, last week we talked about opposition, part four, I believe, uh, as far as in the sermon. We did miss last week. We had some folks in and out, and it was just a busy week around here. We apologize for that, for those of y'all that were looking for it. And uh, we, we've got some things coming down the line that will hopefully get us a little bit uh, more consistent on days and times, and, and we'll get in there with it. But we do we do uh, like to thank those that do listen, and please share this with your friends as we move forward uh, with this ministry. And if you got any ideas, get them to us as well. So. Brother Clay, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Man, we are officially in the green room now. That's brother. right. We we did move rooms. <laughs> uh, uh, we kind of having to move some office spaces around and we move rooms, and we're still in the process of setting it up. So I was picking on you. This is uh, now Studio B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at two hundred one Attaway. That's right. So. Yeah, it's in the back. It's in <laughs> yeah. the back. That's right. That's right. Oh, hey, man, good good to be back. Good to uh, hear from some of our folks this week saying they really are enjoying the podcast. And uh, kind of like you said a few weeks ago, man, it's it's just uh, I, I would have thought our younger crowd would have been uh, coming to the podcast. And it seems like it's our uh, senior saints that are viewing it and liking it and having a lot of good comments. So, yeah, we're still in Nehemiah. Um, we were looking at Nehemiah 3, 1 through 32. Took a large chunk of scripture last week. Um, didn't read it all because, man, there's a lot of uh, names in there and a lot of this and that. So, uh, But the theme of the message last week was building with community in unity. And um, we just looked at the fact if we took these uh, 1 through 32 and looked in there, um, they, they worked shoulder to shoulder. Those guys were committed to the work, and uh, they each had a section. Um, some of them had multiple sections. Um, there were 42 sections that were involved in the wall, and the guys began to uh, to work on their section. Most of them were 250-foot sections in length. Uh, one, one little group there uh, got a little uh, spunky and took on about 1,000 uh, feet or so of that wall, and, and they began to put it back together. But if you look in those, in those uh, 1 through 32, um, if you have your Bible, turn over there to Nehemiah 3, and you'll see the words like in uh, verse 2, next to, and then right under that, next to them. Um, you, you just keep walking through those scriptures, and you, you see this word, next to them. They laid hands, they, meaning more than one, you know, so that's like they and we and them. Um, they laid hands, and uh, or verse 4, it says next to them. So literally, like we did in the sanctuary, we had people join arm in arm. They were almost that close. They were shoulder to shoulder uh, going inside uh, their area that was assigned to them, and uh, they began to put uh, that wall back together. That term um, was used about 28 times in there next to them, or um, they built something like that. Um, so that just shows us um, over and over um, how um, close they were to each other and who they were talking about and how many times that was kind of actually used in there. And, um, you know, 
when you're building something like this, um, you see in, in these scriptures down, down the way, you know, they had some opposition. You know, we, we've talked about that for the last few, a few weeks, kind of like what you said in the lead-in. This last Sunday was opposition part four. Um, every time they begin to do something, opposition gets stirred up. They get, they get um, anxious about what's going on. First, they, they look at um, this guy, Nehemiah, traveling all the way from Susa, who was in royalty. He was the cupbearer to the king. And uh, why would this guy leave such a prominent place and such a good area to come back that looks like it was God forsaken? Um, they said in there, you know, that they were despised, that they were a, re a reproach, these folks that were there. And, you know, just kind of bring it into today's uh, thinking, vernacular, stuff like this. You know, why would we want to get outside of our comfort zones? Why would we want to walk next door and tell our, our neighbor about Jesus or tell them about our church or tell them about our God or tell them anything positive that's going on uh, church, gospel, love related and stuff like that. You know, why? Because usually you're going to take ridicule, right? A lot of us don't like walking next door and talking to our neighbors. We don't really like talking to our friends and neighbors and different folks like that because we don't want to face that kind of ridicule and stuff. But you know what? When the good hand of God, which we see that in Nehemiah, when the hand of God is upon us, He saved us. You know what it starts to do, Joe? It starts to transform us. The things that I once wanted to do in my flesh... I no longer, that's not, that's not who I am. God is slowly regenerating. You know, he, he's taken that, that, that once what, what was a moth inside that cocoon, and now he's developing into us a butterfly. We're out there sharing. We're, we're doing things counterculture to what we used to do. You know, that's kind of the, what we call fruit in our lives. There's evidence of our salvation. You know, that, that's one of those things that, that kind of, it kind of makes me think a lot of times, you know, people that say they're a Christian or say they're a believer or something, and there's absolutely no fruit on, on, their, on their Christian walk or on their Christian vine, their tree, or whatever you want to say. You know, it's, it's, the Bible tells us you'll know them, and you'll know them by their fruit. So there needs to be some kind of fruit positive in our lives if Jesus has taken shape and taken hold of our lives. So these guys go to building that wall, and then right around the corner, here comes old Sanballat and Tobiah, and they're wanting to kind of rattle their cage, kind of get under their skin, kind of, you know, mess with them a little bit. And so, uh, you know, they, they begin to, to do what we all should do when opposition comes at us. You know what he did? You, you've been there. Starts with a P, ends starts, with a Y. Oh, man, that's a hard one. He starts to pray. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He seeks the counsel of, of that's God. Right, that's right. So he seeks God, and God just gives him, you know, that, that, that reminder, hey, I called you. If I called you, I equip you. If I equip you, I'll use you. And uh, so, you know, th that's what I love in, in this book. Uh, Nehemiah, we see uh, godly leadership. We see how um, somebody ought to be drawn to want to follow somebody like Nehemiah. He was consistent. He was steadfast. He, he knew the mission. He, he was, um, we talked about last week, man, he rode his, his animal around. He assessed the wall. He assessed the mission. And then he began to share it with the different people. And you know it said that they had a good mind to work. They, they said, rise up. Let's build. Let's do this thing. So that was a cool thing. They, they, were, they were on board with the mission in that shoulder-to-shoulder um, you know, they had their section. Man, wouldn't that be nice to just walk outside your door and go to work and have, not have to commute or drive? That would be nice. 
Yeah, they were right there. Working from home. Working from home. But they had so much uh, ownership in that wall because that wall provided them protection for their family who was just on the other side of it. They wanted to protect it. They wanted to fortify it. They wanted to put it together and uh, begin to do this process. So they didn't have a lot of travel time, no waste of having to drive in, drive you know, to that place of work and all that kind of different things because they want to protect their possessions. They wanted to protect their family, and um, they wanted to show folks that that good hand of God was with them. You know, we talked about it a while back. He talked about scattering those that put idols in front of God, that they put everything in front of him. He'll scatter us, but when we call on his name and ask for forgiveness and repentance, he draws us, he gathers us back to him. And so this is a good portion right here to understand that that he did for 70 years. He had them out in captivity. They were in a foreign land. They weren't even where they were supposed to be. But when they repented and turned from their ways, you know, we, we use that um, scripture, Second Chronicles 7, 14, all the time. If my people who are called by my name, you know, they were, they're called. These, these Jewish people are called by his name. They, they know their, um, they know who they are. They know their, their place in, in, in all this kind of stuff. And so um, they begin to do that. They begin to call upon that name, and they begin to, to uh, uh, call out to a holy God and say, ask for forgiveness. Isn't that the great thing about God? When we've messed up, we, we've, we've sinned, because I don't want to be one of those guys out there that kind of sugarcoats sin. Sin is sin, and uh, there's consequences for sin. And, um, but the good thing about our Heavenly Father, He'll forgive us of our sins if we just ask. And that's what Second Chronicles seven fourteen: If my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, that's repentance, that's turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. That He'll hear our prayer. And uh, you know what? He'll heal our land. He'll forgive us of our sins, and He'll have fellowship back with us. So that's what these folks did. They began to pray, seek God. And he began to bring them back to this nation, bring them back to Jerusalem, and they began to build the wall and, and have all that kind of stuff. Then I use this term in, in the outline, which I, I, everybody was wondering, what's a suburbanite? Is that some people that get in their new suburbans and, and drive in and, and uh, ride by night? No, that's we have to get outside. We live in Blanchard, Louisiana, right? Right. So a suburbanite would be Mooringsport. It would be uh, Vivian, Oil City. That's, um, you know, 10, 15, 12 miles outside of our immediate um, uh, Blanchard, Louisiana area. And so that's all this saying, that, that some of these folks had to, they had to drive in. Folks from Jericho, they had to drive in some 13 miles uh, northeast to be a part of the mission. But you know what? They were still a part of the mission. Um, there's uh, Tekoa, the Tekoanites. They were... 12 miles south of Jerusalem, Gibeon, Mizpah, you know, six, eight miles, these folks, you know, I, I believe in that. If we're going to truly reach Blanchard and reach people that are lost with the gospel, you know what, we're going to have to get outside of our little comfort zone of Blanchard. And don't get me wrong, I'm first and foremost about Blanchard. I want to knock on doors, share the gospel with as many people that want to hear it. But, um, you know, we're going to go outside those, even those parameters. You, you'll begin to be a suburbanite. We'll be able to go outside the walls into our community, uh, even further out there, and to share the gospel. Building a community with unity, um, I believe this, uh, Joe, 
that there's people inside of our church, inside of our 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 uh, local body here that God has uniquely gifted each person. And on that message, we we looked at the word uh, a specialty. Um, you have a gift. You're you're really good with these computers. You're good with with uh, all the media side of what's going on, man, you've spent hours this, even today, this week, trying to get our internet back up, get our speeds rolling well so we can get the, the word out, uh, you know, on the internet because we have a pretty decent uh, following on our boxcast and webcast and Facebook Live and all that kind of stuff. So that's really important to get the gospel out there. God's gifted you with that, and now you're using your gift in, in, in serving um, we have many gifted people here, I mean, people that are good um, builders, plumbers. Car- we had a plumber here today just doing a little um, uh, doing a little bit of work and, and doing some things uh, to repair some flaps and some different, you know, just volunteered, just showed up today and, and wanted to serve. So there's people out there with, with these uh, special gifts that, that the Lord has given them, and it's kind of how it was there. They had the priests, the goldsmiths, the perfumers, different folks, but you know what they did? They were they were a community of unity, and they believed in the mission. They wanted to put the wall back together. They wanted to see the good hand of God back um, there in Jerusalem, back in their their, their life and, and what was going on in there. So they wanted to get that wall back up. Yeah. Things are going well for, for uh, the Jews there in Jerusalem in this time, and they're, they're putting it all back together and, and getting things back straight. Yeah, that wasn't an easy task. No. I could only imagine the the amount of work and time they had to put into it and the the sheer size of that. You know, we've talked multiple times and you keep I'm not gonna announce it now, but you keep telling people, hang in there and I'll tell you exactly, you know, how how many feet this was or and kind of put that out there for, for, for us to understand, hey, this is something that's not gonna be um that's not just gonna come easy. It's not gonna come it may not come natural. It's going to take some some effort to do some of these things. And same way with, with the ministry and same way with getting outside of these walls. It may take some effort. There were people that were working on this wall, I'm sure, that had never laid a stone in their life. And now they're being taught how to lay stones and how to, to do different things that, that, that may be need to be that may need to be done. Um, and, and some of those could be just look, hey, I, I'll go, Oh, you want that rock moved? Okay, you know I'll go move that rock. You know, so it's just it's just neat uh, to to walk through this message that we've been walking through in the past couple months, and to continue to do so to see how it's relating to our relationship with God and how it relates to the relationship of our church to the community and and the way that we should view the community. You know, uh, I'm I'm pretty certain there were people in that town that didn't work on the wall and. Hey, okay, they didn't work on the wall, but they're still getting the protection. Those people still worked as they wanted to protect everything around them. So uh, it's it's a it's a neat correlation of the way things work and the the way God can work. Amen. I, I like uh, like you said a little bit of application. You know, kind of kind of how can we bring this down into everyday life? Well, you know, everyday life um, we need to work shoulder to shoulder. This it's not just a one man gang. It's not a one man show. Uh, there's, uh, as my pastor used to use a lot of times, there's no Lone Ranger Christians. There's no just a, a single guy doing it all. You know what? You can't do it all by yourself. 
and um, it, we need to be. And you know what else, too? When you're working shoulder to shoulder, I can only imagine how close those folks became as they were working right next door to each other day after day, putting that wall back together. Probably one of them, hey, look, I can't pick this uh, boulder up by myself. Hey, you get on that end of it, and uh, let, let's heave this thing. You know, as guys, you know, um, a few weeks ago I was able to uh, load some some um, some boards and stuff a guy had given me and stuff, and, you know, doing it together was a whole lot easier, and it built some camaraderie, some fellowship. Man, we, we loaded those things, had a good time. Then I took them to my camp this weekend, and then me and my son were able to, uh, you know, get my tractor out there. He was like, hey, Dad, why don't you use your forks? Never even thought about it. They're sitting right there, put the forks on the tractor, we made some little skids for the for the boards to go on and just dumped it off. Man, we had a great time together, just he and I working, laughing, talking. Um, so, you know, I've said this a few times too. You know, work's not a, a ugly word. You know, it's it's a, it's good. I like to sweat. I like to have a little sweat equity in things. So, man, even coming shoulder to shoulder, doing the work of the of God, doing the work at the church and all that kind of stuff, you get to know people. Um, there, there's folks that you know, build things here and do some work. I just like to get get around them and uh, hear them. You know, we had a tree fall down the other day. I walked with, uh, um, worked with uh, Mr. Terrell, who I hadn't done a lot of things with um, in the past. And, man, just to see that, you know, guy just getting after it, you know, fires me up. And Max uh, Ryan and Bo Bettis, you know, guys out there on chainsaws and, and um, rakes and, you know what, after about two, three, four hours, I don't remember what how long it took us, but, you know, a couple hours, you couldn't even tell a tree had fallen, you know, and, and right. just all cleaned up, put away. So we can work shoulder to shoulder. We, we can be a, a community of unity. You know, that's probably one thing in, in my heart I'd, I want people to see in Blanchard is that we are a church that actually does love one another. We do love our community. Uh, we love others, and we want to show others God's love. And and I'm I'm just grateful to be a part of a church like this that that people are willing to to work and and to do and everything. So it's been really good. So we we're going to do some things shoulder to shoulder and build that unity and community. I look forward to uh, in in a few weeks from now uh, sending a um, a group of folks to to Colorado. Some of our youth, some of our adults. Um, we already got a guy. And his wife uh, already volunteered to cook all the food so, you know, we don't have expense of trying to go out and go eat. And, you know, that takes a lot of um, a commute out of it, too. You know, when you're traveling, you're traveling with a big group, man, you move people like that. It's hard. It takes a lot of time where they're going to cook on, cook on site and have the food. So, and just just things are coming together, man. I'm so excited now. Worship leader that, uh, you know, just, just got on board. I look forward to working shoulder to shoulder with him and uh, doing doing some things. I look forward to you and he working shoulder to shoulder, man, just making our media, you know, that much better. And um, Yeah, we got know, plenty to do. Plenty. I, I promise you that. And that it always brings up a term uh, at the fire stations. Uh, I, in case those that don't know, I am a full-time, I uh, work full-time for a fire department and then uh, I do some work here as well during the week. But uh, we have a saying, it's it's a working crew is a happy crew, you know, and, and sitting around idle is when most things, you know, just go away. You lose the camaraderie. You lose the ability to, to interconnect with your peers, even at work. And it's the same way at church. You know, if you sit back and, and you don't 
um, interact with those others, you know, you lose that the desire to make your church better, to make the community better, or to to seek God. And so that's the kind of the way I look at it. That praying together, working together, serving together, working crews are going to be happy crews. You'll notice a, 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 a increase in your your uh, I guess prayer life. You know, a benefit from uh, just serving with those other folks. Uh, you know, very few people and very few times in the Bible and and when Jesus was around where they one person did this, it was always a group of people. You know, they had a strong leadership. Don't get me wrong, but but they used groups of people to accomplish tasks, and that's kind of the way that we look at it. The church is no good. There's no one person in the church. It's it's the church combined as a as a group, the totality of the group. We can uh, accomplish more. Uh, if Nehemiah wanted to build the wall by himself, he'd probably still be building. Um, but he didn't. You know, he wanted to, to the group to get together and do it, and so. Um, it's a neat thing. It's 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 good times there. Absolutely, absolutely. So we will see that you know that we will reach outside the four walls. Um, that just many different areas that the things is going to come up in the days ahead. Where we'll you know do something in Vivian or do something in Mooringsport, something here and there. So you know we're we're going we're going to definitely get outside these four walls. And then you know there's folks that have those special gifts and different things. We have VBS coming up right around the corner. Which we still need some help with. Need some help. You're always going to need help. Always with church, need help man. with VBS and you and know. kids. Bring it, yep. the help could be something as simply as picking up the grandkids or or bringing your children or bringing the neighbor uh, neighbor's kids with your kids or with your grandkids. That that helps too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of our mission. That's part of what God wants us to do. Well, that's so. part of that 28 times of Nehemiah talking about in there the we, them stuff like that. See, when, when everybody buys into the mission and, and buys into the, what's going on, you're going to hear the word we, us, them. You know, it's not going to be I and me and all that kind of stuff because we're shoulder to shoulder. We're working together. We're a community of believers. And, man, that's what, again, I, I, I know I've used the word excitement a few times because it is. When, when folks are just coming up to me after the service and saying, hey, plug me in here. Hey, how can I serve there? And just seeing the different things where, where folks are plugging in, the senior adult uh, the complex down the street, you know, doing some work with them. Um, now we're looking at uh, somebody sending a van down there to pick up folks because they're wanting to come. You know, we started feeding them and, and doing a ministry there for a while, and now those folks are wanting to be a part of what's going well, on Well, I'll tell you what. Next time somebody says, I want to be a part of the media ministry, send them our way. Send them to you? Yeah. All right. All uh, right. We can always use some help there. We've got a lot going on, and, and you know, even if our work only benefits – you know, one or two, that's, it's all worth it. So, but uh, it's a good message today. Uh, good times. And as always, you can reach us at the church office, 929-2346. If you're out of town, then that's a 318-929-2346. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, email the pastor, uh, the pastor secretary, pastor sec at fbcblanchard.com. You can always visit our website at fbcblanchard.com. Uh, drop us a line there, go to the contact page, uh, if you need a prayer request under the prayer tab on there, there is a prayer request tab. Uh, send a quick message. It'll send a quick email to the pastor. He's the only one that gets that email. No one else can access it. It's private. It's confidential. Uh, if you need to send a, a, 
a prayer there. We we offer that to you as well. Um, get ready to join us maybe next week. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for subscribing. Once again, share this with somebody. Brother Clay's going to lead us out with a little bit of prayer. Absolutely. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for another day you've given us. Lord, I pray you watch over and protect us. Lord, I pray that we are a community of unity. Lord, I pray that we come together. We use our time, talent, treasures, and gifts, Lord, to honor and glorify you. Lord, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.